Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Wait, so you really want to make a podcast? Do, 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 do. Yeah, what if we just sang our um, music? Maybe we should get some real music, Samantha. The podcast king. Oh, you're still recording. Three. Survival Jobs is a podcast spotlighting artists, their side hustles, and their passions. Hosted by Samantha Titsolo and Jason A. Coombs. Boom. Sweet. Okay. Love it. Hi, All Jason. Right, <laughs> Welcome back for your, from our break. How do you feel? Uh, still tired. Yeah. <laughs> still like I need another one. Yeah. It's the heat. <laughs> the heat, the activities, the weddings, the bachelorette parties, the film festivals. Yeah. It's a lot. We're busy it people. <laughs> hey, everyone. We're <laughs> super busy people. We just want to announce it to you guys. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> I-Y-K-Y-K. What do all the kids say? <laughs> the kids. I-Y-K-Y-K. I put that once on my Instagram and somebody, I can't remember who DM me, and they were like, okay, Samantha, like, do not ever do that again. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's also like when people use V for very. It's like hip and cool, but I think I do it wrong. But I still <laughs> like to do it anyway. I don't care. Jason, so how was your week off? Did you watch anything fun? How's the film festival going? What's new? Uh, film fest is good. Um, we have some really exciting things happening. We're, we're actually programming the last bit of the films um, today. And I did. I watched the new Cruella. Me and my mom watched it. And I didn't think my mom was going to like it, but she was like really enjoying it. I liked it a lot. Emma Stone did is amazing. Know? I still haven't yeah. watched it. I need to get my ass on that. Well, it's like 30 bucks, but I'm. It is, my right? Has, <laughs> my friend has Disney Plus. Shout out to Shannon. He let me use his. Shout out to Shannon. Wait, I have Disney Plus, but I thought you still have to pay 30 yeah, you bucks. Yeah, you got to pay $30 extra. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, damn. I'm so about to just you, go to the Shannon. movies. Yeah, thank you to Shannon. It's playing at the theater. I kind of want to go to the movie theater. You know, I haven't been into an actual theater in so long. Yeah, you should. I think I might. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. Much cheaper. Yeah. Do you think? Well, well yeah, for one person. But then does it yeah, expire? No, my friend got it. Or it's for telling all the Disney secrets. He got it a couple, like, when it came <laughs> out. And I, I just watched it this weekend, so... It was like over a week. Oh, that's had, good. Access to it. So. Well, yeah, I hope they don't have something, a uh, movie that's costing somebody $30. I don't hope they don't have it expire. That's crazy sauce. Crazy. Yeah, it was fantastic. Crazy And then sauce. I also started watching this show called Queen Sugar. It's been on for a while, but I think you would like it a lot to me because it's like a family drama and it's like yes. intense yes. and there's lots of Shonda like mm. battling <laughs> a lot of monologuing I, i'm obsessed oh yeah. wow what's it on i'll definitely check it out i'm watching it on hulu i think it's on like oprah's network um originally Perfect. but i started watching it because a podcast i listened to was talking about like um black inequality and farming and like that's what yeah. the show was about like this black family who like inherits his farm and the discussion was really good and then this show like we we're talking about how the show relates to that and then, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I was like, I wish I would have watched this sooner. And I, I love I love family dramas. So it's yeah. like right up my alley. Oh, good. I'll have to write it down. I'm going to start needing some shows to watch because I feel like I've been nonstop. Isn't that crazy? Like, I feel like we're in the pandemic. 
well, I don't feel like we were, we fully were in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we were. We <laughs> and are. Like, we're still yeah, here. Still here. But like, I feel like, how many times do you think I can say like um, in one sentence? Because it just did about 12. I hate that when I do that to myself and I listen yeah. back when we're editing. I'm like, I say it like so much. <laughs> I, I truly just that. said it so many times. But I feel like, which I really have, like I did nothing. And then it's just been, I feel like it's been nonstop. So I just came back from my oldest friend's bachelorette party and it was a blast. You know what? And then her wedding is Friday. So hopefully I can depuff by then. And then I would like to hibernate. So please, everyone, by the way, listening, please DM us show recommendations because I just want to stay in my air condition conditioner until July. And I might. Yes. Yes, I feel that. <laughs> but I did just binge in two days, Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Oh, I hear that's amazing. Oh, my God. I stayed up until three in the morning the night before I left for this Bachelorette binging it because I could not stop. Kate Winslet is so good. And I read something or somebody told me that there was one episode they were filming and her stomach was hanging out because she's a real person and has a real body. And somebody was like, oh, wait, we have to film that over because your stomach. And she said, like, absolutely not. Like, that is my that is how I look. Do not fix that. And I so appreciate that. Yeah. She's always like always so real. Right. Yeah. So she's always just been so incredibly like besides being so mega talented. She's always been like an advocate for just women in general and like women's bodies not being shamed for whatever size they are. hundred percent and going, you know, touching the base on. But based on what we talked about a couple episodes ago, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, loving your body and self-love. And I, I so appreciate that. Yeah. Besides being mega fucking talented and this role is unlike anything I've ever seen her in. It is. And the show is so fucking good and shocking. And it it's right up my alley for like the crime and the drama and the suspense and the acting and the tears is like incredible. So 10, 10 recommend. I'm going to watch that next. But can I just say like, Whenever Titanic is on, I watch that every single time. <laughs> and it feels like the first time. Like at that, it feels like never the gets first old. time. I remember being a kid and, and remember Titanic when we had VHS tapes. Yeah, and Titanic you was on tape. two tapes. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I'd I, always watch the second tape yeah. every day after school. I'd watch just the second tape. It was just like all the drama was happening. <laughs> the drama. Yeah, because I think, doesn't it end? Doesn't tape one end when they hit the iceberg? Yeah, like I think so that's, good. yeah, hey, hey, yeah. And then tape two begins when like it's like all the riot is like all the rise in action. This is so good. Oh my god! I would ever. I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade, and I would come home every day after school, literally for like a month. My mom got me the tapes, and I, I the tapes, and I would watch it for like a month after, like every day after school. I'm very obsessive, compulsive with stuff like that. Oh, so I mean, same. <laughs> this is why we get along so well. I'm exactly the same. And as soon I, I knew exactly where the fucking tape end ended. Also, I'm like, yes, no. tapes. I think I still have them. I think the HS is coming back. Cassette tapes are coming back for sure. People are selling cassettes. Are they? I don't know about that. Cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah, Olivia Rodrigo, my friend Ben is obsessed with her, and. I believe just bought her cassette tape for the new album she released. I'm like, are oh, you? Oh, that's okay? amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, wait yeah. up, wait up. All the hipsters. So our guest today, Samantha. Yes, Melanie your Frog. Friend. Yes, yes, I've known Melanie for a few years. She is so awesome. I'm so excited to talk to her. I think Me you're too. gonna really love her, and she's mega fucking talented. 
Yes, I was, of- I was stalking. I was stalking her Instagram. Yeah. Just for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> just for research. Yeah. And yeah, she's her voice is really freaking great. Her voice is great. She's a great actress. She is a great person. So dope. So, yeah. so kind. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be, this is a good way to come back from our week off. <laughs> <laughs> Want right, to so tell people her about her? Yeah. <laughs> she's in. <Jinx>. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie is a bi-coastal bitch currently based in LA. She's been featured on AMC's Dispatches from Elsewhere, HBO's Mrs. Fletcher, Cinemax's The Knicks, and in several comedy central shorts. She is playing Buzzy in the upcoming remake of Disney Channel's first ever Disney Channel original movie, Under Wraps, and will appear on season two of the hit Amazon series Modern Love, both premiering in 2021. That's amazing. I did not know right? she's going to be in Modern Love. Wow, 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 wow. By the way, did you watch season one of Modern Love? No, <laughs> not yet. So good. Highly recommend that too. Add it to the list. Okay. okay. <laughs> Melanie has become uh, a staple of the off-Broadway and cabaret scene in New York City, having written, produced, and performed in several shows at Feinstein's 54 Below and Joe's Pub at the Public Theater. Feel free to stalk her at MellyB14 or check her out on her website at www.melaniebrook.com. Boom. Fire. Fire. Should we bring her in? Should we bring her yeah. into a Zoom room? We love a Zoom room. Hi, Melanie. Happy Hello. summer. Happy summer. We're so happy to have you. So you're in LA, <laughs> right? I'm in LA. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful here like it always is. How long have you been in LA for? This is my second week. What brought you there? You in? Oh, Sarah. Yeah, we do that all the time. We love to talk <laughs> over each other. I love it. Um, what brought me here? Well, a few things. I've been wanting to come out here for a few years. Like most of the work that I do is based out of here. And then I went through a heinous, heinous breakup. And that was sort of the last thing that was keeping me in New York. So after that happened... I came out here and I'm not, I'm not calling it a move. I'm calling it an indefinite relocation. And yeah, my whole family's on the East Coast. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be a bi-coastal bitch. So, but yeah, the change of scenery has been amazing and work stuff has been going well. So yeah, we'll see. Bi-coastal bitch is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that sort of leads to our first question. Uh, how have you been? You know, it's been a really shitty year in so many ways but how how were you over the course of the pandemic slash how has the pandemic affected you as an artist and acting and singing and auditioning etc it's been strange like i'm it personally like i mentioned it's it's been the hardest time of my life but weirdly professionally it's been like the best time of my life so it's been this really weird contrast going on obviously so many people have had it a lot worse than I have so I'm not gonna like complain but it was really really tough on me like mental health wise and um yeah just like went through a lot of personal shit and growth moments that you know, I'm grateful for now. Well, I'm almost there. I'm feeling a little more grateful every day. And I know like as time passes, I'll, I'll feel more and more grateful. Yeah, so it's been really fucking hard. 
I feel that so hard. And you know, it's interesting what you just mm. said, like, well, you know, I feel like so many people have had it so much worse. So I feel silly saying, well, this has really been a shitty year, but actually I was just talking to my therapist uh, in person for the first time since March, 2020. Uh, shout out to taking care of mental health, number one. Mm -hmm. And I said that to her also. And she said, you know, your trauma is still your trauma. Your hard times are still your hard times. She said, if there was a starving child on the side of the street in New York City, you wouldn't say, well, you have it better than the starving kids in Africa. So you shouldn't be complaining. So, you know, mm. just like feel validated for your sadness and your hard time. It's been shitty. Yeah, shitty times are shitty times, no matter if people have it worse. Uh, and somebody else will always have it worse. So, you know what? We're on the up and up. Great point. And can we just shout out like therapy and therapists this year? Because I really don't think I would have survived without Linda. We love Linda. Shout out to Linda. Yes, Linda. Shout out to Linda. There was a point where I was going to her like several times a week and she just, she really came through. She really came through for me this yeah. year. Big shout out to, I want to shout out to Joanne also. JQHypnosis.com guys, if you're looking for someone, she is fucking <laughs> amazing. Big bed to health shout out people. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. <laughs> yeah. For real. But you said so professionally things have been like going well. So like the pandemic hasn't really affected your auditioning and your creativity. I mean, it, has, it has, but I think because it forced me to sort of not care as much, I think that's been really helpful for me. Um, big facts. Big facts. Like I am a very like, uh, I wouldn't say intense, but just like I like to be proactive about stuff and like, feel like I have control over my career, even though like I really don't. But when the <laughs> pandemic happened, we love a false sense of control. Um, <laughs> when the pandemic happened, I was like, well, there's absolutely nothing. So I'm just gonna like sit back and, and see what happens. And I'd get the rare audition and I'd be like, well, I'm sure this won't even film for years anyway. So I'm not gonna care as much. And that actually worked out really well for me because I think it just took that pressure off. And I ended up booking a few like really cool things and was able to like go to Canada for a bit and like do a dream job of sorts. Yes. That was also a really weird dynamic because that was the exact time like my relationship was falling apart. I know this podcast isn't about relationships, but here I am. Um, but it's about all the things. So it's about life. Yeah. I was doing it's this it's a Disney Channel movie. And like I grew up on Disney Channel movies and it was such a dream and I was able to like escape the states for a bit and just be in like a dreamland but at the same time like my relationship of five years was completely falling apart so it was like this very weird <laughs> dynamic hmm. happening but well, congratulations yeah. on that like that's a dream yeah. right we all grew up on Disney Channel yeah, that's right? awesome. yeah. <laughs> and that was completely did not know one person on the casting team, on the creative team. It was a random self-tape. Y'all, you never know with those self-tapes. That's all I have to say. I know it like feels like they're being sent into the void, but mm. you never know like the what void. the most random one could lead to. So <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I don't want to say isn't it nice, but like is I don't know another word to say, isn't it nice? to be an artist in these times when things are so shitty in your personal life that you're able to then throw yourself into your art and have a distraction other yeah. than just sitting in your 
Thank God. I don't know what I really believe in, but I do feel like someone was looking out for me at that moment because I really leaned on that experience hard. And I don't know what I would have done if like I didn't have that to throw myself into. It really, it was really special and like very good timing. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks, Jason. And thanks, and thanks for being so transparent with us. What was your best survival job and why? My best Melanie. I have so many friends who like found their thing to like found their good survival job. I never have. So many friends are like, yes, like I finally found the thing that will like support me and I enjoy. No, not me. But I did a lot of nannying and depending on the family, that could be really cool. There was this 12 year old girl I nannied for a bit named Corinna. Shout out to Corinna. We, she's just such a cool kid. And it just felt like I was chilling with a friend and like we would make TikToks and just like hang out. And good, good kids are hard to come by in New York. She was special. Like that, that I would go back to and hang out with her any day. And like getting paid to hang out with her was, was great. I think that would be my favorite. That's super cool. Shout out to Corinna. Yeah, big shout out to Corinna. And also, maybe, Melanie, you could give Jason and I a lesson on TikTok because we need to learn and we'd like to get the podcast featured on TikTok, but we have no idea what to do. So maybe you could (laughs) give us some Corinna tips. You totally should. I, unfortunately, am also, I have no idea, but... um, I do have friends that are really good at it that I could like set y'all up with. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely, we definitely need yes. it. We need it. We need, we need all the support. Okay, so that was your best survival <laughs> job with Corinna. So you know, as an artist, I'm sure you've had many. So what was the worst and why? I've had so many bad ones. I'm just gonna like go through a list. <laughs> My first job in the city. Do you know the ice cream place on Ninth Avenue is called Holy Cream? No, I do not. Good. You shouldn't. Um, (laughs) Do you, Jason? No, I don't. That was shady, though. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You should. Not holding back today, okay? Don't tell us. When it was like literally my first day in New York, and I saw like a hiring sign in the window, and I was like, this is perfect. Like, it's right near my apartment, and I'm going to go here and then go on a Broadway audition and get my Tony Award by the end of the year. So I went, <laughs> <laughs> so I went in really like, great. Yeah, you're hired, whatever. Went my first day, cried, and quit in one day. It turns out like I'm not cut out for service jobs. I'm like a sensitive soul and true. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's mean to me, I cry. So, so that was my first job ever. I lasted one day. That was bad. Then I worked at Santa Land in Macy's. <gasps> what, what is Santa Land? As an elf. Oh, this oh is great. I was honestly not as bad as, as like you would think it would be. I worked there with one of my best friends, April. Hi, April. Love you. Shout um, out to April. Shout out to April. I mean, it was bad, but at the same time, seeing kids like see Santa Claus for the first time was actually really fucking cute. And so there were some like really amazing moments on that job, but the people that work there that like have been there for 10 years and it's their life and the Santa Clauses, which I could probably get sued for. I won't say they're not Santa Claus because I will, Macy's will come. <laughs> but like they take their job so damn seriously and it's, 
I mean, it was like a sitcom. I was like, is this real? Like the, the drama going on behind the scenes. And I was just like, this isn't for me. I'm just trying to make money. And obviously the money wasn't good either. Are you a writer also? A little. I should write. I should write about that. That sounds like a freaking movie that we have to watch. Like <laughs> That's true. That is true. It's yeah. funny. We had another elf survival job story on one of the episodes. So I think it's just so funny. Like two elves and whatever. We're at 11 episodes. That's hilarious. What, yeah. Were they at Manaland? No, it was like a, like a home gig like for private parties on a boat in Chelsea Piers or like super oh, rich people like <laughs> having me that I also did that not as an elf but I did like princess parties oh my god oh my god and I thought that would be good because I'm like oh it's kind of like acting but yeah no 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 in Chelsea Piers also it wasn't Chelsea Piers it was like different I would just go to different people's apartments as like Elsa or whatever the kids are brutal and like I would walk in and they'd be like you're not pretty enough to be a princess (gasps) really okay Um, you're like thank you child but like I'm not getting paid enough to be berated so that lasted for a bit but this is my worst one another nannying job because nannying really really depends on on the family this one I won't say their name because it's the worst one (laughs) yeah (laughs) but they're like very upper east side very very wealthy the mom didn't have a job which like we stand love that for her but she also didn't want to be a mom so she would just like lock herself in her room and like online shop while i took care of the kids and the boy would at night i'd be like tucking him in and he'd be like please can my mom come say (gasps) good night so i would like go knock on her door and be like Sam, not his name, wants you to come say goodnight. And she'd be like, that's what I hire you for. (gasps) (laughs) No way. That's terrible. No, it's awful. And I would be like, okay. And then I'd have to go back into his room and be like, sorry, your mom said no. Wrong. And I just, I have kids and I'm like, I hope you're okay. Um, it's like a I, lot of responsibility for you too to like right I'm, like, I'm getting paid $20 an hour like I'm not here for this so yeah I, I think that was that was probably the worst damn I'm sorry you had to do that same <laughs> same but hey <laughs> the elf story is like a pretty good story honestly yes I should I should write about that that's a it's a good idea yeah you like have all hit, the- you have a hit holiday yeah comedy right there netflix movie <laughs> like all the different exactly. ways you can like get a survival job being an elf in new york city around the holidays <laughs> like elf on the shelf wow i wonder if like elves on the shelves are running around town and also like how fucked up that we didn't have elf on a shelf as a kid it's like pretty cool a lot of stuff we didn't have as a kid. oh yeah <laughs> I, I knew that i knew that damn it you had to still be the elf with santa it went against everything I believed. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I used to like hang Christmas lights inside of my room when I was little. And I was really sad that I didn't get to celebrate Christmas. So my best friend growing up, uh, he was half Jewish and his dad was Christian. So he would have like both holidays. And I'd be so jealous. I'd be like, you have like the best of both worlds. Yeah. You have all the presents. <laughs> so 
you've done stage, you've done screen, you did a Disney movie, which is like, I'm like so jealous because that's like my goal. <laughs> What's been your favorite artistic experience and why? That's hard. So favorite artistic experience. I mean, honestly, doing the Disney Channel movie was fucking awesome. I really love working with kids, especially when I'm not nannying them. (laughs) (laughs) And I really love making people laugh and like doing those things together was was kind of a dream. I also think of my time. I, I just did a ton of like workshops and readings in New York where I got to create characters and like work on developmental stuff from the ground up and I love doing that. And that's something I miss now that I'm not as much, do, I'm not doing as much theater as I used to. Not that it even exists at the moment, really. But really? yeah, I think like that sort of stuff really artistically is so, so fulfilling. Um, so I know you've done a ton of performances at 54 Below and a ton of different like cabaret acts and all of these different fun shows. So what's been your favorite 54 Below show, but not necessarily even 54 Below, but like those types of performances. Which is your favorite that you've done? Oh, 54 Below. Oh. (laughs) No, 54 Below is like my artistic home for like a few years. And I have nothing but love for 54 Below. I think what's coming up for me right now is, and it sounds silly because I've done a lot more like prestigious shows there but my friend Tyler and I produced this Taylor Swift night the night that her album Lover came out oh wow it was the most electric thing I've ever felt in my life because like the crazy Swifties came out of hiding and everyone was just lit as fuck and screaming every single word to every single song dancing and like not giving a fuck. And it was just, it was one of the funnest nights. Like I think about that night and I'm like, whoa. Like it felt like every single person that got up there was like, oh, that's like what it feels like to be a rock star. Cause people were just like, <laughs> like it was, it was absurd. <laughs> it was absurd. Um, Wait, what was the song? What was the song that like, that got the biggest amount of love? <sighs> Literally every song. I can't even pick one and say that was the biggest one. It was just, every song was like more lit than the next. It was just like, everyone That's was on amazing. the stage. And no one was like judging. Everyone was just like, let's do it. <laughs> yes, we're all yeah. fangirling out. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm looking back, like, I guess when I did my first like one woman show there, when I had recently moved, that was that was very special. That's like what your picture is in the background. <laughs> hey. Yes. There we are. I just um, got this from google.com. What an Why did you say google.com as we don't know what Google is? I don't know. I do that all the time. <laughs> but yeah, that that was a fun that was a special time. That was that was really cool. Yeah, I hope 54 comes back like hotter than ever. Are they back? I think not yet, but let's, but soon. Oh, I love that. You know, Melanie, one of the things that you did that I, I always loved is the Ring of Keys oh, medley yeah. with, what did you do? Mashed it up with? We mashed it up with The Chain by Ingrid Michaelson. Oh my God, it's... Oh, my friend Anna Ty Bergman who made that mashup and, and we, Carrie George, Anna Ty Bergman and I sang it. 
yeah it was a really great arrangement right oh my god it was fucking jason you have to listen to it it was so fucking good yeah and then like your voice is fantastic by the way thank you Yes. Did a bunch of like stuff together after that but that was like that was a really cool special moment because we had never really sung together before and we're like oh this we're great together like let's incredible since we're learning more about you melanie it's my first time like talking with you and learning all these great things about you and we're going on this little journey who is your biggest biggest inspiration either like vocally or like acting wise or maybe somebody personal mm. maybe you have a couple I think I would say my friends, and I know that's like a cheap answer, but I have a close group of of friends that we're all actors and we're all incredibly supportive of each other. And love that. Yeah, and it just feels like whenever one of us win, all of us win. And I feel like it's so so important as an artist to have a community like that and whenever I'm feeling like I want to quit or like just feeling like shit, I can go to them and they inspire me to keep going. And and when good shit happens, they celebrate me. And it's just, I think they're my most constant inspiration. Like, of course I have actors that I look up to and people's careers that I would love to emulate, but in my everyday life, like my, my core group of friends is really what I, come back to i love that so much and i feel like our last guest he was saying that and then like mm. mike one of our guests mike was saying that's just a running theme for successful people that having that core group that's awesome yeah. and that's... don't get me wrong like it took a while to get there i think like don't hate on yourself if you're feeling jealous or like envious of someone because that we also have to normalize that because everyone feels that way at one point or another mm-hmm. and, that's okay. Like that's a natural feeling. And I don't think you need to like hate yourself for feeling that way. It's just like, for me, at least over time and with age, it's just become so apparent that like using that energy to feel that way is there's no point. And I know it sounds cheesy, but it's like what roles are meant for you will not pass you by. And if someone else got something, then that was their role. And like, that is not going to negatively affect you and your journey if you're feeling envious of friends that's okay just think about why once you do that you deduce it to like oh this act this isn't real like this is this is just anxiety that isn't helpful (laughs) 100 percent. jason and i went through that you know not too long ago because social media is such such a fucked up place and it's also such a wonderful place Mm. that you know when people are successful and they're like talking about it as they should you should celebrate yourself it then is like oh shit that person is working a lot and i'm not so what if what am i doing wrong this person's the same age as me same type as me that comparison it just is not helpful yeah yeah especially yeah also like oh please everyone don't be afraid to use that mute button do you know how many people i have on mute that trigger me like (laughs) Like, why is muting? Because no matter how much self-growth and work you do, some people are just going to trigger you or annoy you. And that's also okay. And you don't have to be dramatic and unfriend them, but just mute them. I have so many people muted. I love that idea. 
I love I love that for us. Like I do too. So do you have a dream role or somebody that you'd like would dream to collaborate with? Not really. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't want to work with anyone. Just <laughs> no, no. Of course, I have people I would love to work with. I think, like, circling back to what I said before, I really love creating characters, and I love. But I, and I know it's kind of annoying to say this as like a basic white girl, but I, I didn't really see myself in in stuff growing up. Like, I, I never saw a lot of characters that I could like relate to and be like, Oh, I could play that. I never really like fit into a box of what was happening at that time. So I would love to like, instead of trying to squeeze myself into a box, which I tried to do for years unsuccessfully, I would love to just like continue to create characters that are weird and like true to myself. And yeah. And so I don't have like a specific role that I'm dying to play. It's more like I'm excited Mm -hmm. to be what people are writing and and what I can bring to like new characters. For sure. That's awesome. And this future um, Netflix holiday movie about the behind the scenes of the Santa land. (laughs) Don't forget about where that idea was born when that happens. (laughs) I will be checking your avail. Maybe I can be female Santa. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, why did you (laughs) not have a female Santa? Yeah, hello. I'll be the first and we'll be on Netflix. That promo that. pick that promo pick will be so cute. <laughs> I progressive. <laughs> and no, I am not fucking Mrs. Claus. I am Santa. Oh, I yeah. might be fucking Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Melly, I was doing like a deep dive on your social media to prepare for this, you know, not to be a weirdo. But I saw that like you're doing like a lot of activism and whatnot and you're wearing like a boat sweater right now so i love that um i'm very all about that using your art and your platform to bring awareness so i'm gonna just shout you out for that as well yeah besides having an amazing voice and being super talented you're like bringing awareness to things so i'm trying to yeah thank you the least like we can do it's not i don't have a huge following but like I think as artists, like, it is also our duty to do our best to educate ourselves and, you know, try to educate whatever size platform we're given. I love that. Yeah, I had, like, a whole, we had, like, a whole discussion about that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's hard. So it's that, hard. Yeah. I think you're doing it. We're trying. Thank you. Yeah, of well, course. Uh, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to pursue a career in the arts? Or any good advice you've been given that you want to share? What comes to mind first is be kind. I feel like a lot of people get really super focused, which is also really important to succeed. But I think people forget that like we're all humans and people like working with kind people. And if you're just out to work and like not create relationships and like what what do you do like what's the point like you have to yeah be kind and also like in terms of I was just thinking about this the other day in terms of like networking and stuff connect with people that you genuinely want to connect with because if you don't hit it off with someone and you're trying to foster a relationship anyway because you think it'll be good for you in some way it comes off as weird and like desperate and not natural and it's like if you're not going to click with everyone in life and in the business and that's so okay and it's like the people that 
I have connected with, it's because I genuinely want to be their friend. It's not because I'm trying to like be their friend, you exactly. know? <laughs> so in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think like be really kind and like also just people that are mean in this business. I'm like, what? Like, no, why? I hate you. I hate, why? Yeah. Those, those I feel, those people I feel like are not like true artists that they're in it for the wrong reasons that like their heart's not in it, that they're in it for the superficial right right fame or attention or whatever yeah and also this is cheesy advice but it's so true it's also the hardest advice to take because I heard this for so many years and I feel like you don't get it until like one day it clicks but it's just (laughs) to be yourself and I fucking hate it but it's so easy to think and be told that you need to be a certain thing in this business when if you look at the people that like are really singular and successful it's like they are themselves <laughs> they aren't yeah. to like be the next whatever like Meryl Streep or whatever like because that it that's Meryl Streep like you're not gonna ever be that so it's just like trying to find who you are and just stick to that which is so much harder it's so much easier said than done yeah if I I wish that had clicked for me sooner but I'm grateful that it's it's ever clicked for me because it's it's definitely hard to do (laughs) yeah just going back to what we were saying before about comparing yourself to people so it is tough to like compare yourself to people in this industry and then still fighting hard to remain yourself i'm a huge mariska hargitay fan and she made Mm -hmm. a commencement speech once and she was like said something along the lines of you know try hard not to compare yourself to others in a business that you will be compared to others daily Right. So it's just like tough. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And we're also in this time where like, it's okay to be yourself. Right. It's like people want authenticity. Everybody wants you to be who you are and to like tell stories that relate to you and, you know, diversity quote unquote is in now. I think that's maybe like a cliche saying, but it's such a, it's a cliche for a reason, right? That's so true. Um, Look at us preaching. Look at us. (laughs) Hey. Um, we're going to play a really fun game, but before that, this is my favorite question. So if you had to work your least favorite survival job for the rest of your life to have your blissful dream artistic career for three years, and then had to return to that survival job, would you do it? Now, when you return to the survival job, doesn't mean you can't still be performing, but you still need to have that job to support. But those three years are like ultimate dream. Would you do it? Well, what's the other option? Is there <laughs> like, I yeah, you know, I guess the other option is just like, you know, you're still performing creative, but you never reach that like ultimate oh, dream, right? Like one of our guests was like, yeah, I would do it because I want to win an Oscar and I want this. And so mm-hmm. that like, that like dreamy, like eight year old dream of like, whatever that means to you, mm. that would happen and you would have it for three full years. That's so hard. Tough, right? That's why I like it. <laughs> You're so funny, Melanie. Like, I, we're, we're muting ourselves, but I'm, like, dying this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I keep muting it's myself so and then talking and forgetting I'm on mute. <laughs> yeah, that's always the struggle. Um, okay, that's really hard. Uh, um, I think no. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't. Here comes another cheesy advice. That's also really true. <laughs> I think 
even the most successful friends and people that I know, that really doesn't bring happiness, you know? I feel like even if I had three years of like the pinnacle of success, that wouldn't necessarily mean that I was like the happiest I've ever been in my life. So, and then I would have to go back to that shitty job raising those unwell children. Yeah. So I feel like if I had like a mediocre rate of success, but didn't have to nanny and also was working on mental health and like in a healthy relationship and had great friends. And like, I think overall that would be a better life than just like a few years of also, how much would that fuck you up? If like you had three years of like insane success and then like, <laughs> it was over. like, no, I wouldn't want to live. <laughs> yeah. Insane. I've actually never insane. even gone to that. Like after the three years, like the mental health of that. Yeah. I really thought that through. Well, yeah. Thank you. That was fun. That, that was, was fun. So fun. So to get fun. even more fun because it's the best part of the show. Yeah, the best, definitely. <laughs> the best part is the game because we're so competitive, but we give everybody a hundred anyway. Everybody gets a hundred, <laughs> but still, don't take the pressure off. Uh, props to Jason for coming up with this game because I suck at coming up with them. This game is called "Is This a Broadway Show Flop or Not?" So we're gonna read you names of Broadway shows that existed that were like mega flops. And then we're going to throw in some ones that we just found and like thought are funny. And you're just going to tell us if it is an actual Broadway flop or not. I love this. I love it too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cue the music. Yes, Jason. Take that first one. (laughs) The first one is called Dude, The Highway Life. Show flop or not? Not. Oh, it is a real, it's a real, oh, I'm sorry, that was wrong. Yeah, it's sorry. It's a real Broadway flop by playwright Jermome Reagan, who's the person who wrote here. Yeah, that is correct. (laughs) And the next one is Into the Light. Yes. Correct. Correct. That is a real Broadway flop. This show only played for six performances on Broadway. How did, like, how does that happen? Like, you have a show that you worked on for, like, a year, then it's, like, six performances, you're done. <laughs> I know. It sucks. Yikes. For people who are, like, making their Broadway debut, I can't even think about it. Next one is Vida Verde. I'm like, it could be, but it also could be, like, a restaurant on Ninth Avenue. Um, oh, my gosh. What's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a flop. No, 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 it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, Correct. you're right. It actually is a restaurant in Midtown, and I fucking really do think it's on 9th Ave. (laughs) It's really good. I hope it it survived the pandemic. Vita Verde, it's so good. It might be between 8th and 9th. I've never been more impressed with myself. That was amazing. That's why did you hear Jason yell? He was like, oh my god. Dance a little closer. I think that is a flop, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. This only lasted one night on Broadway. I got the next one. Death in the afternoon. I feel like this is a trick question. Like, I know that exists, but like, was it on Broadway? Like, I'll say yes. Maybe it was a play. No, but you're close in a way because it's a cocktail named after Ernest Hemingway. Or no, not named this after. It's the name of a cocktail. It's the name of a cocktail that Ernest Hemingway created. Oh, I know, so... but now I'm double checking. I'm questioning <laughs> my work. He's <laughs> like, wait, is that a movie? And maybe, like, no, probably isn't. I definitely wasn't close, but I love you, Jason, for pretending I was close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one is called Glory Days. Oh, yes, I know Glory Days. 
Yep, correct. Raymeyer, oh. yes. Okay. Dead Man Crossing. Isn't that the Heather song? Oh no, that's Dead Man Walking. <laughs> no? Correct. Correct. It's a name of a town in Ohio. <laughs> Isn't that Great funny? Job. Okay, <laughs> last one. Kelly. Just Kelly. Just Kelly. <laughs> Just Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. K-E-L-L-Y. <laughs> yes? Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes, that was just a lucky guess. I don't know. This I ran for one performance. Mm -hmm. It lost $650,000. Fun. That was great. I think you could. Yeah, well, you definitely got 100% for knowing v Vita Verde yeah. was on 9th Avenue. Wow. That's amazing. Have you ever been there? <laughs> I don't think so, but I feel like I've just walked by it a million times. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome and so good to see you. I can't. I was trying to think the last time I actually saw you in a human form in Years. real life. Years, right? Probably not even 2019. Maybe. May maybe. This was so 20 fun. 2020 feels like four yeah, years. Yeah, it does. Also, can we all agree that 2020 doesn't count? Like, it doesn't. I hope no. not. Yeah. But just, <laughs> it can't. <laughs> and yeah. also, I also want to say maybe the first, how many months are we into 2021? See, I don't even, my brain doesn't even work. Half, half a year. Okay, so I want to say the first four or five months of 2021 don't count for me either. I want to say that um, we're still in not counting. I want to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I want to say <laughs> that real life will resume when we yeah. when we say so <laughs> when we say it's allowed to resume then yes. it can freaking resume love that love that <laughs> can you please tell all of our listeners uh where they can find you on social media yes it's my aim screening from fifth grade still going strong aim <laughs> <laughs> melly b m-e-l-l-y-b 14 that's a throwback for throwback thursday your aim screen name that's amazing yeah there was a point in like 2014 where i was like should i change it and then i was like no i'm gonna commit love it thank you so much i'm so happy to get to talk to you today jason drop our our social medias in case our social medias in case people are just learning about us. Gosh, I hope I get it right. It's a Survival Jobs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. I fucked it all up. And on Facebook, we're Survival Jobs, a podcast. Yes, it's fine. As long as you follow us, leave us a review. Follow Melanie. She's amazing. And yeah, we appreciate your love and support for tuning in. Episode 11, y'all. Yeah. Y and Melanie, you're our dream episode 11 guest. Guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise.